in this episode of The Mustard Seed. Well, I'm probably going to stop for coffee. It turned out to be more of an important decision than I ever could have realized. We have all heard stories about miracles in one form or another, but usually they seem to come from a distant past. I'm here to tell you miracles still exist, and they occur every day. And what better way to learn about them than to hear about them through the mouths of people who have experienced them. Welcome to The Mustard Seed, delving into personal stories of individuals who have encountered spiritual events in their lives. Our special guest today is my very best friend, Gregory Stephen Kukari. Hello. Well, share with us a little bit of your backstory. Well, I uh, grew up in Trenton, New Jersey. I lived in the same house pretty much my entire life. I have one older half-brother. It was me and my mom and my dad for most of my life, but my mom and my dad are divorced now, so it's mostly just me living with my mom um, in between being here at school and being back at home. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience? Well, there was a very momentous occasion for me where I, um, I actually got in a car crash. And it's very focused around my faith life because it was a very big turning point for me. Um, I definitely had a huge encounter that day, I believe, with God. That changed a lot in my life. Can you tell me how that day started? Well, it was a normal day. Um, I was waking up very early in the morning before the sun was really up. I got up, kind of half-heartedly got dressed because I was going to work. Um, this is after I graduated high school. and I was just working to help my mom pay for bills and to keep us in the house because my dad had already left. What was your job? I worked in the meat department. I was a butcher meat clerk, and I worked on um, wrapping and cutting and packing out packages of meat for people to buy at the supermarket. What did you feel like you were really motivated by? What do you feel like, what really got you up that morning? My motivation was just the need to do something good for my mom. As always, the whole reason I took the job was to be able to provide for myself and my mom. So I knew that I was called to get up every morning and do that. You really loved your mom? A lot. She's a very, um, very good person, very good Catholic, and she does her best to support me and help me to further my education in my life. That's how the rest of your day panned out? Well, as far as the rest of my day, I, uh, packed myself a little lunch and I grabbed everything that I needed to head out to work, and I headed out to the car in the driveway. At this point, I was driving my father's old, since it wasn't really his anymore, his father, my father's old uh, Saturn view. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that stood out to you about it, like the color or anything in the car? Uh, not really much other than, I mean, it was a manual, which I actually really liked, and um, it was very blaringly red, which I did not like <laughs> at all, because it was, uh, it was my father's color, definitely not mine. So I, um, I headed out to the car, and I got everything started, and went to go back out of my driveway and I knew that I was tired so I was like well I'm probably gonna stop for coffee 
it turned out to be more of an important decision than I ever could have realized. I feel like you're stealing my job here. <laughs> um, and so you're just, you feel like the turning point for you, how your day could have gone entirely differently was the fact that you decided, you decided to go get coffee. Pretty much. And so how did the accident happen then? Well, uh, turning in to the parking lot went without a hitch. Everything was fine. I made a normal left turn in like I always would. I went in and and then I realized that I didn't really need or want coffee. So I decided that I'm just gonna head on my way to work. So I pulled out of my spot and I proceeded to the opposite side of the parking lot to where the exit was. And this is a, uh, it's a two way road with two lanes going each direction. You, you've mentioned to me that the intersection itself is kind of complicated to explain, but it was really hard for you to make your turn. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very popular intersection, and it's the lights are very tricky the way that they actually turn. It's not the most predictable system, because sometimes there's left turn signals, sometimes there aren't, and it's, uh, it's hard to get around when you're anywhere near the intersection. No. So I went to go make a left turn out. Um, across two lanes and into the third lane. I was going the direction that I needed to go. And this was proving to be more difficult than it normally would be because on this particular day, there happened to be a line of cars that was turning into the parking lot from where I was coming out of. Um, and there was so conveniently a very nice large semi or hemi or what kind of, whatever kind of big <laughs> trucks they are. I don't really know the names of trucks, but whatever those eight wheel bigger trucks are usually like the moving frame mm -hmm. um happened to be included in the line of cars that was in one of the lanes that's coming across that was turning into the parking lot where i was turning out mm -hmm. of so so i guess i'm guessing you start pulling out yeah of past. course i had to try to get around that truck so that i could get some kind of vision so i did pull out and i got to a point where i could pretty easily or at least pretty fairly see the other lane that I need to get across. And it was entirely clear for me up to the point where I was right about to make my turn. And um, I just, the moment that I hit the gas and I started to turn my wheel to the left and the blinker on and everything, and I just remember looking back in that other direction and seeing the big Ford F-150 just driving straight at the side of my car, right at me. Did you see the other driver's face? It wasn't very clear, no, because it was, like I said, the lighting was still absolutely horrible, and um, it just, it was so quick that I didn't really have time to take anything in, because by the time I looked over there and saw him, he was maybe 10 feet from my car, and he was going at considerable speed. Mm -hmm. So what happened next? So I remember the collision and um, probably a few choice words coming out of my mouth <laughs> that a good Catholic shouldn't utter. Um, but it was definitely a time of stress and terror for me. And uh, I remember spinning to the right towards the intersection that we were so close to. And I remember the collision, the, the impact of my head against the, uh, against the airbag from the steering wheel. And it just kind of I, I don't know how to explain it I mean I guess I did black out I'm sure I did mm -hmm. and it was for however long of a period of time but it couldn't have been that long because I just remember coming to 
and I was spun around at least twice, and I ended up maybe five feet from the intersection, so I'm just thankful that I didn't end up there where I could have caused more damage or more cars could have hit me. Um, so I came to, and it was shocking to say the least. This is the first time I'd ever been in an accident. This is the first time I'd ever even thought about accidents. And it was pretty terrifying because I was just sitting there for a second wanting to know what to do and I had no one with me. I had no help. There was nothing that I could do. What was what was the first thing you did then? Well, right away, as, uh, as bad as it may sound or as cheesy as it may sound, I tried to get out of my car so I could go and check on the other guy who had hit me. Um, and it was a little bit worrisome that I had, from where I'd gotten hit, I couldn't open the door of my car at all. Mm -hmm. And later on, I did figure out why, because this, from the way that I got hit on my side, the entire front wheel and the entire front half of the car is pretty much bent up into itself towards my door. So I crawled out across the other side of the car, and I crawled out the other door, and uh, I ran right over to the guy, and I wanted to make sure he was okay, and of course, him driving what he was driving, he had a little dent in the front of his car, and his glasses had broken on impact with his airbag, so... So you think if he had hit you any lower, you wouldn't be here with us? I, I think that if, if he had hit me any differently... I might not have a left leg, or I might not have control of some part of my body, I really can't be sure. Um, I just know that it was hard for me to believe that I could even walk or move after what had just happened, after what I just felt and the terror that I felt that I was able to still move. What do you think, what do you think was the reason that it didn't go any differently well this is uh, a very important part of my story because this is the part where i realized that god had really done something to protect my my safety and protect my well-being because it it couldn't have been anything less than a miracle for me to have been okay after what had just happened and i walked out of that car with just a couple cuts on my face and my leg and my arms and not much else, except for the loss of something really precious. What did you lose? It was actually a very, um, a very beautiful little memento that I had for a very long time. It was a cross. Um, it was gorgeous. I can't even begin to explain it. It was crystalline. Um, and it was very, like, tarnished old silver, and it had a a bright blue gem set in the middle of it and I'd always had this cross for for years I'm not even sure exactly when I got it but I just remember having it and I remember always feeling such a deep connection towards it I always loved it I tried to wear it even when I got made fun of in grade school for wearing it back when I was in fourth grade but I loved it and um, as soon as I had the car I just knew that that would be a place to put it like why not hang it from the rearview mirror so I just, I remember looking back over the car after I went and inspected the damages, and I inspected what had happened to the front and the inside, and I made sure that the lights were off for some crazy reason. <laughs> some part of my 
human brain was like, oh, the car is stopped, gotta turn the lights off. So <laughs> I did that, and I just remember going over the inside of the car, and the cross, I had, I knew that it was there that morning, and I know that it couldn't have gone anywhere, but I can't explain why it wasn't there. All I remember is seeing sh the shattered pieces of the crystal. I saw a couple of little shards that were scattered around on the inside of the car, but I could not find the cross anywhere. So I'm not entirely sure what it has to do with anything. If it had possibly somehow flown out the window, I really, I can't be sure, but I could not find that cross anywhere in that car or anywhere nearby, and I looked. You just feel like that cross kind of took the place of what could have been your legs? I think that that's really a reasonable way to explain it because if you think about it that's Jesus for us that's Jesus on the cross taking the place of our sins and he just takes everything all of our burdens and our mistakes and he's the one who sacrificed his life to give us the ability to strive towards heaven so this whole event was very affirming for you in your faith and I'm sure that you felt a lot strongly if you had any doubts before, but what do you think was the biggest thing you realized about yourself after this happened? I think that weakness really came out of it because it showed how fragile life can be. Because how could I have possibly known that on that day I would have gotten in that accident and who knows what could have happened if it had gone any differently. I could be dead, I could be paralyzed, I could not have a leg. And it just showed me how weak we really are as humans. And it really helped me to affirm my need for Jesus and for God and for Catholicism and for even just love in general, love and family and life. Wow. That was an extremely beautiful story. And I really appreciate you sharing that with myself and everyone who's listening. So there you have it. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Greg also happens to be my boyfriend. Music by Hans Zimmer. The Benedictine Monks and Sound Bible. <laughs>